If you have a Bible, open up to Joshua chapter four. I wanna give honor today to our launch team. I'm so thankful for our launch team. About 40 people trusted Diane and I enough to, <laughs> to travel across town to, to do life with us and to, to do church with us. And you know, there's a, there's a team of people that <clears throat> will never get a lot of recognition. And um, I probably overwork them and they, they don't get paid. They actually pay me, it's my family. I'm so thankful for my family for my mom and my dad. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here today. I feel like I'm giving a Grammy speech, Lisa. I'm like, oh, first I want to give honor to God. <laughs> bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> That's how it usually goes. I'm sorry, I should have said that. I want to thank my family and our launch team. Our launch team has grown into our dream team. There's over 100 people on our dream team. We have trustees that, that take good care of us. Chris and Fraley, we're so thankful for them. Thank you for our overseers. Thank you for Atlanta Baptist Church that helped launch this church. And you know, churches are supposed to start churches. And so just so you know, we're gonna plant churches. We've planted a lot of churches, but we're gonna, there'll be a day where God sends some of you guys out of this out of this house to go start more churches because churches start churches. And we started a church to start churches. And so, um, man, we just believe that God's gonna do incredible things in and through this, through this church. And I'm thankful for my family. I love, um, you'll see a video in a few moments. I love that my family does, this, does church with us. And um, I'm so thankful that they would, come every single Saturday and set up church with us. I'm so thankful. Some, I was talking to a friend, I was talking to Jamie in the back. I wake up on Tuesday morning, or I wake up on Tuesday night and we go to a group on Tuesday night and we do youth group on Wednesday night and Thursday morning I wake up and do a group and Thursday night I, I go and do another group and then Sunday morning I'm at another group and and they've given their, our kids, of, our, our kids are my favorite church planters. They're, they're my favorite church planters. They never once said, man, we, we just don't like this church. This church is boring or we don't want to be here or do we have to come they, they want to be here every weekend so we're so so thankful for for them and um, I'm glad a lot of you guys are here today but I see new faces I'm glad you're here today and this is a celebration of all that God's done in the last three years one of the people that I've been able to meet um, is the is the Sharp family and um, and I love them they become good friends they're they're they become really good friends um, of mine and and just look after Diane and I and poured into us and, and their extended family have become friends with, with Diane and I. I'm thankful for them. And everybody needs friends that take them to Bonefish. Come on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just saying. And so we're so thankful um, for, for them that they're here today. And there's a lot of new faces. We're glad you're here today. You look good. I, oh, one of my other friends in the back, her name is Abby. And I coached her in soccer two years ago. I made such an impression she didn't come to the church for two full years, but she's here now. That's all that matters. <laughs> I think I probably pushed them further away from church is what it sounds like. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, they're here today, and uh, I got a text late last night from, from her mom. Like, hey, we're thinking about coming to your church tomorrow. I'm like, don't miss the party. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you want to, when you're visiting churches, you never want to come to church on the day when they're talking about, like, revelations. That's creepy weird, you know? Like, there's an angel, and it had wings, and it had six arms, like, it's, you know, six heads, eight eyes, you know? That's weird, but you wanna come on a day when they're throwing, when they're having cake, you know? When there's confetti on the ground. That's a good day to be at church. And my friend, um, there's another friend I met from the gym. I'm trying to find her. Um, Mia, she's somewhere in here. Mia, her daughter is, her name is Mia. Her daughter's name is Mina. And Mina helps us set up the church, and she's the sweetest little, there she is. She's like the sweetest kid ever. Like I tell her to do stuff and like she just does it and she doesn't even know where half the stuff is, but she's like, yeah, okay, I'll do that for you, Pastor West. She just shakes her head and walks away. 
Um, hey, can I read a passage of scripture for us today that I think may would help some of us in here today? And then I want to give you some things I think will help your life. And if you came here today, I want you to think, oh, this is all about their church. This church is all about people. You'll see in a video in a moment when the, ki- when the kids in the video says, I love Hope Church because of the people. We are a church that's for God, his word, and for connecting people. And so jo- uh, Joshua chapter four, strong, strong, strong leader. This is one of the guys that go down in the, in the, in the hall of faith and um, he's well known in scripture. The Bible says this, when all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, he says to him this, let me pause there, I paused the last time, but when all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Jordan is a a body of water and these people are crossing through it. Now they're not crossing through on a a boat, they're crossing through on on dry ground. Now this isn't new for them, there's another body of water these guys have crossed, they've crossed to a sea called the Red Sea and when when they crossed it, the Lord stopped it, this guy Moses, um, this guy Moses holds up his rod and he stops this, this body of water, the Red Sea, and, it's, and it, it parts. And after he parts, the children of Israel walk through it and then an army follows them called the Philistines and they're coming to kill the children of Israel. And whenever the enemy got in there, God closed the water up and it killed all the enemies. They don't tell you that in kids' church because it's a little bit morbid, but in, in adult church, I can tell you that they, they killed everybody that day. And what I want to encourage you with today, just if you're here today, maybe you've, 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 you're trying to do right. You're trying to do the right thing. You're doing the best that you can do. And, and maybe you have enemies coming after you. I want you to know that God will take care of enemies for you. You don't have to take care of them yourself. You don't have to fight them all, all on your own. And God will take care of your enemies for you. If you're surrendered to him and committed to him, he'll take care. He always takes care of his children. God is a perfect father who takes care of his children. I'm so thankful for that today. And the Bible keeps on going. He says, now choose 12 men, one from each tribe, and tell them, get 12 guys and t- take those 12, take those 12 men and, have them take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. So they're in the middle of the water, the water stopped, their heart rate has gone back down, they're cool, everything's good, they're in the middle of the water, and God tells Joshua to tell the people, hey, take 12 stones from right from the very middle and carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. Because I want you to take the pile of rocks and I want you to take them out and I want you to pile them up on the outs- on the outside Verse four says, so Joshua called together the 12 men that he had chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark, in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. This is the first ever CrossFit workout. Take the rock and put it on your shoulder and walk out of the functional fitness. He says, and I want you to do that just the way I said, 12 stones in all, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Verse six really got me hung up a little bit because we're not a church that's just for today. I went down memory lane a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, I was having ice cream with some of the people that helped launch the church. And I was walking um, in, in College Park down, I believe it's Edgewater Drive there. And when I was launching the church, I had to raise, raise $100,000 to launch the church. And we ended up raising a lot more than that, thanks, thanks, thanks to God. But one of the meetings I had was with one of these, one, an investor, I was sitting at a coffee shop down there. And I told this guy, I was like, hey, I need, I need, I'm, I'm raising money to start this church. You know why I'm here. <laughs> I said, why else would the pastor call you to have coffee? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know how we are. So anyways, I said, hey, I, I, need, I need you to help. You can help me and I need your help. You have, I said, he said, how much do you need? I said, well, I'm trying to raise $100,000. He's like, I, I, can, I can give you $5,000. I said, it's all you got, I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm just kidding. He says, I can only give you 5,000. He goes, I, I want to give you 10,000, but I, can, I know I can give you 5,000. And he said, I, I got some stuff going on. And so I was, I was walking down memory lane and, and I, passed by a, I passed by a church, an old, old, old church down there in, in College Park. And it said, whatever church it was, celebrating 100 years of ministry. And I thought to myself, God, please let that be our church. I don't wanna be a church. I don't wanna be one of the 3,000 churches that close every single year. I wanna be one of the churches that make it 100 years. And, and the verse that God spoke to me when he, when he kind of gave me that and I kind of wrestled that, he goes, we will use these stones to build a memorial and in the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? I, wanna, I wanted to build a church that my kids said, what, I remember that. I remember when, you, when we left the east side of town. I, I remember that. And I wanna encourage you in here today, moms and dads and everyone in here today, if you have kids in here today, I hope that you're, I hope, you're play, I hope you're placing down some stones so your kids will look back and say, yeah, I remember my mom and dad brought me to church. I remember. I hope some of you guys in here today, that you're serving our kids' ministry or you're here leading, leading our worship or you're serving on Dream Team somewhere. I hope that you're living a life where you're, where you're laying down stones so you can remember, so not that just so you can remember, so that future generations can remember. You're making a difference. Not just for your generation, but you're making a, gener you're making a difference for the next generation. I want to be a church that makes a difference for the next generation. 12 stones in all, one for each of the 12 of the tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial in front of your, your in, he goes, to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? And you'll be able to tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. And these stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. This, the, you guys will remember this forever. You'll remember this You'll remember this forever. This will have happened. You will remember what happened to you that day at Hope Church when you gave your life to Christ. You will remember that day when God broke those chains free from your life. You'll remember that day when, when something came over you where it was a peace that passed all understanding. You'll remember that day where, where God showed up with provision and where you just thought it wasn't, you didn't think you were gonna be able to make it. You'll, you'll remember that day. You're gonna remember the day where God did something incredible in your life. You're gonna remember that day. I remember for me, I was in fourth grade. But he hasn't stopped you. I remember he's done so many more incredible things in my life than what he did when I was in fourth grade. You're gonna remember that day, but it gets better. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing, then the Ark of the Lord, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever, verse eight. So the men did exactly what Joshua had commanded. And by the way, it's just a good idea to do whatever God calls you to do, because I believe that you'll never ever experience all that God has for you until you're obedient. You're like, Wes, I didn't read that. I wasn't in there. It wasn't in there for me either. I just happened to be looking down. I got nervous when I started saying it. So I just kept my head down. You ever wonder if I say something like, I'm not sure how this is gonna go. I didn't really practice this one. I just keep my head down and keep reading. <clears throat> so he says here in this verse, he goes, I want you to, I want you to know that obedience matters. <clears throat> he says here, so the, the men did exactly as Joshua commanded them. They took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan River one for each tribe, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the place where they camped for the night and they constructed the memorial there. And God will tell you how to do it. Like if you commit to being obedient, God's gonna, he's gonna show you where you need to go. He's gonna show you what you need to do. Verse nine, I love this verse. Joshua also, it's important if you fly through this, you'll miss this, but Joshua also, he set up another pile of 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan River 
and the, at the place where the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant was standing. And they are still there to this day. When I first read that, I've been in church a little bit of time though. I've seen some stuff and I've heard some stuff and I thought, man, that's some good stuff. But there's some things that I've missed along the way. But I always heard the story where God says, hey, I want you to take the 12 stones. I want you to pile them up. I want them to be a memorial. And then when kids ask you about it, I want you to be able to tell them, hey, God did something incredible in your life. God did something incredible that day. And they will never, ever, ever forget that day. But as I was reading here, one little verse can change everything. One little verse, it says in verse 9, but then also Joshua got 12 more stones and he built two memorials. He built two. And I think here's the reason why that he, he built two because in, here's, here's what I think and I don't know and I, when, I, when I read this stuff, it's my job to go and read what, what, the, what the theologians think because they, they have weight and they, what they think matters. And so as I'm reading this passage of scripture, I'm like, man, why in the world did he build two altars? And you can go on and read. And I was looking at some, some theologians and there's a lot of good reasons, a lot of, there's a lot of good things, but there's also gotta be some, a theological reason, but there also has to be some practical application. So I think that he built the 12 sets of stones. He says, hey guys, I want you guys to take these. I want you guys to put those out there because I want everybody to remember this. I want all the outsiders. I want you to go there. I want you to plant a church because I want people in Winter Garden to know there's a God who loves them and he can break the chains in their life. The addiction can be removed. The pain can leave. And I can do something incredible. I want you to go out and build a church because I want everybody out there to know. But I also remember that God says, hey Wes, when you, when you, when you do something out there, I also want to do something in you, Wes. And what I want you to know in here today that while we're gonna be a church that goes out and do incredibly more, abundantly more than we can ask or think like it says in Ephesians chapter three, we're gonna go out there and do all these incredible things and we're gonna go out and build some stones and we're gonna do serve days and we're gonna reach people and we're gonna give a lot of money away and we're gonna serve a lot of people. We're gonna do a lot of incredible things. But I don't want you ever to forget that God also wants to do something in you. Don't, don't, be, don't get so excited about clapping for us that you forget that God wants you to clap for you because he wants to do something incredible inside of you also. Don't forget that. Don't forget, man, I'm, I'm here. I, I was on the launch team. I was here day one. That's awesome. But don't forget that God did something in you like he did something also through you. So I wrote down a couple of things from this verse that I think that, from the scripture that I think might would, would encourage you today. And, and here they are, number one. Don't forget the miracles. Don't forget the miracles. Some of you guys, you weren't here year one, so you don't remember some of the miracles. And you weren't here year two, so you don't, rem you don't remember the miracles. But don't. Don't get too discouraged because if you stay long enough, there's gonna be a miracle. Remember when I got my first check to launch a church? I was so excited. Actually, the first check wasn't a check. It was a $100 bill. I'm like, yes. Didn't know I needed $100,000. I was excited about the $100 bill, but I'm like, this is not gonna get me very far. I remember when we went, Diane and I went and we had dinner with a friend. He's like, hey, come have dinner. I remember I got the, the biggest check that I had ever received and we had done, done a lot of ministry. And guys said, here, I wanna give you $5,000. And I said, that's what I'm talking about, God. How many of you know if your first check, your first hundred, your first gift's hundred bucks, your next check is five thousand? You're doing pretty good. Like this is going to progress well. And I remember them. I remember Diana and I telling them I brought Diana with me, and I think that they, I think they believed in me a little bit. But I thought, man, Diana's going to be able to make this thing happen. So I think they were prepared to write a check, but then they also said we want to give you another check. But we just don't feel like God wants to give you five thousand. We think God wants us to give you another check. And I'm like. Diana, how much do you think the next check going to be? Is because I got a man, I'm a man of faith. You know what I'm saying? It should be more like if things are going in a good direction. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's keep them. They give us another check of five thousand. I don't ever want to forget the miracles. 
I don't want to forget the miracles. I know when people walk in here and they say, I can't believe the, the place didn't burn down. I don't ever want to forget the miracles that it took some of you guys in here just to walk into church after being gone for 15, 16, 20 years of your life. I don't want to forget those miracles. I don't want to forget that we've seen, we've, we've baptized 43 people. I don't want to forget that. I don't ever want, because those are miracles that happen. And I don't want to forget the fact that we've seen over 150 people, over 154 people make a decision to follow Christ. I don't ever want to forget that. I don't want to forget that at all. I don't want to forget the fact that we've been able to, our little church plant, People say, oh, man, you have such a little church. I'm like, don't be surprised. We might look small, but we're powerful. We may not look like much. We may not have a church building, but we've got the YMCA. Come on. we got a YMCA. Can I give you guys a heads up? We use over 10,000 square foot of space. We can't afford, if we had to go out and buy a 10,000 square foot building, we would be in trouble. So we're praying that God just gives it to us. You know what I'm saying? We're just, we just believe that he, he may have that God. If he owns a cattle on a thousand hill, he may have, there may be a church around here that says, hey, we're done. We, you, you guys want to hop in? You guys want to take it to the next level? You want to you just, you guys want to finish what we started? And we'll, we, sure, sure we will. So um, <clears throat> we don't ever want to forget that. This little church, and it's a big church. The average church in America runs 50 people. This is the, this is the big church. We've helped start over 300 churches. Our, those are just our churches. In addition to that, we've helped start a lot of other churches, Harvard Church, Anchor Church. We've been able to start Discovery Church, Discover Church up in Kansas City. We have helped. Did you know this? At all the ARC Church plants, I and I get to coach that network. And in that, in that, in that right there, in 300 ARC Church plants, the average launch day, the very first day, they average with about 250 people. And the average launch church on a single Sunday, usually about 10, people, 10 or 12 people give their life to Christ. We have seen thousands of people come to know Christ here because of your investment in this church, because you believe in God, you believe the vision that God's placed on this church, and you believe in the miracles that have happened. We have been able to see a lot, thousands of miracles that we're never ever going to see this side of eternity. I believe we're going to get to heaven one day and God's going to be like, hey, you see that guy right there? Yeah, he's from Discover Church. You guys sewed into that. He's from so-and-so church, he, yeah, you. He was at Bravo's supermarket when you guys gave away $1,000 in gift cards that day. He was at Bravo's supermarket. He never walked in a church, but he believed in church again and went to another church and got, got saved and, and met a savior and he went out and changed the world. We're gonna see some things when we get to heaven that we're never gonna see on this earth. I don't ever wanna forget, I don't ever wanna forget the miracles. You guys, this, this little church has given over $100,000 to missions. $100,000 to missions. If you come to this church, we believe in tithing. So if you're a math person, like, man, that's awesome. They've seen a million dollars come through the house. We haven't seen a million dollars. We've given above and beyond 10%. When I sit with our trustees, I said, guys, we're never going to give 10%. We're always going to give above and beyond. We believe tithing's just the floor. We believe that in our personal finances, and we believe in the church's finances. We believe in debt-free. Like, we believe in all the things. So, like, we believe tithing's just the floor. That's just what we believe. We believe God has, God's given us everything, so we can, we can give more than 10%. We just believe that. We believe that's just the... We believe it's just a floor. I, I, I don't ever want to forget that we've been able to give to lift disabilities, partner with an organization that's helping people who can't, who, who, who need help and need assistance in, 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 in this area. And this is a small market in our, in our community and that we weren't loving those people, but we wanted to give into that and pour into that. And we were able to pour into Justice Montgomery. He's, he's helping churches and helping young men and, and young ladies in DC area and Hannah at YWAM. And we've poured in many, many dollars and changed a lot of lives at Edgewood Children's Ranch. I don't ever want to forget the miracles. Here's the second thing I want you to know is I don't want you to miss the moment. Don't miss the moment. Don't miss this moment. Don't be like, oh, look what we did, look what we did, look what we did, look what we did. And we're like, we're like right here. And we're like, oh, we're, look what we did. There's so many, you know what happens to churches? They say, look what we did, look what we did, look what we did. 
They move into the 85% of churches that are in plateau or decline because they're still celebrating. Look what we did, look what we did, look what we did. Hercules, Hercules, look what we did, look what we did. That we don't miss this moment. I don't want you to miss this moment. God's in this place. Some of you guys say, this is, this is, today, this is gonna become your song. A chain's gonna be, you're gonna get, a chain's gonna be taken off of you today. Don't miss this moment. Um, Joshua says, hey guys, I wanna, I wanna, this is for me. You guys, are, you guys are pretty smart. You guys realize that they built 12 stones outside and, and, they, and they built that to remember, but they also put 12 stones. Josh is, like, Josh is like, I'm gonna build 12 stones right here also. No one's gonna see those stones. Josh is like, I'm not gonna miss this moment. And I don't want you to, I don't want you to miss your moment. I wrote down this and I don't want you to think it's just all about church. God, it's not all about, all about hope church. Hope Church is about people, but I, I want you to know this. God isn't done moving in your life. If he moved in your life before, if he did a miracle before, he can do it again. Don't miss, don't miss this moment. God isn't done moving in your life. And, and here's the third thing I think you need to get is you got to get ready for where we're going. I think Joshua told the guys, hey guys, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Did you guys like that? Yeah, that was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a scholar, but I think Joshua might have been a kid when they walked through the Red Sea. I can't, I didn't do the math, I didn't, I didn't dig that deep. But I think he might have been a kid when he walked through the Red Sea. So this is not his first experience. But Joshua was like, hey guys, um, my boy Moses, my guy Moses, he walked us, he walked us to the Red Sea. Maybe his mom carried him across, I don't know, he was young. Maybe his mom, but he's like, hey guys, we're gonna do this, but it may, uh, get ready for what we're, there's more coming. There's, there's, there's more coming. I love what the Bible, I love what the book of John says, the gospel of John says that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I come to give you life, an abundant life. That word is an overflowing or a full life. I don't know about you guys, but do you, I, I want a full life. I want a full life. Maybe God's in here is encouraging you, hey, you guys get ready. There, there's more coming, guys. Guys, there's more coming. Joshua prays something that you guys, we'll, we'll preach it eventually, and it's, it's an awesome text, but Joshua gets to the place in his life where he's in a tight spot, his back's against the wall, and he says, hey, God, we need a, I need a favor. I need, I need to phone a friend. And he's like, yeah, what, what do you need? Joshua said, God said to Joshua, what do you need? He's like, I need you to, like, if you can keep the sun where it's at for 24 more hours and also keep the moon where it's at for 24 more hours, don't do the whole shift thing, we can finish this battle. And God was like, cool, we're done. We got it. We'll make it happen. And he prayed for the sun to stand still and sun stood. So Joshua knew that, hey, there was more coming. Dinah said, hey, Wes, where are we gonna go in 19? Where are we gonna go in year four? Where are we gonna go in year four? I'm like, well, here's what we could do. And she said to me, I don't, she's like, well, we, she goes, we could do that. She's like, or we could do what God wants us to do. So I looked at her and I was like, shut up, you know? I'm like, what you want to see is going to cost a lot of time. It's going to cost a lot of money. And she's like, what, what, what could God do? And she's like, I want you to figure out how many people we can fit in that YMCA two times because we can't do more. They, 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 this, they open at one. By the way, you, I'm like the nicest guy in the world, but it is miserable when people walk in with yoga pants on and their gym clothes at 10 a.m. Like, hey, I'm here to work out. And you have to tell them, hey, we're sorry. We're still having church. That's been the hardest thing about coming to the YMCA is being a bad guy. I hate being the bad guy. You, you can ask my wife, she'll attest to that. Like, what does that do with anything? She said, hey, why don't you figure out how many times, how many people we can fit in, 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 the, in, the, in the space and, and that's what we're gonna go for next year. 
that's what we're going to go for. I said, well, we can, we can fit 400 people in, in there, babe. We got that. And she's like, why don't we ask God? She's like, why don't, by we, I mean you, why don't you ask God if that's what he wants you to tell the church? And I was like, got it. We're, we believe that next year God is going to, we're, we're going to see 400 people coming in this place. Because we've seen him do miracles before, and we're not going to miss the moment. And we just believe that God's, we believe in a God of more. We believe in a, we believe in a God of more. We're going to see more people baptized. We're going to see more people. Here's, and, and so to, for us to reach 400 people, we need 40 leaders. We need 40 leaders. So that's what we're praying for. We're praying for 40 leaders. Pray for us. If you're just visiting us for the first time, pray that we can reach 400 people. Pray that we can have 40 leaders. And here's what we also believe. Here's what God has also put the impression that there's going to, we're going to hit a wall, and we need another location for next year. Now, we don't, we don't, we like this home. And we believe this is a, a home for us. But we, we believe, we've looked around, we've looked at every, we have researched as much as we can research. And there are, it's gonna cost us millions of dollars. And the good news is that we know a guy who has millions of dollars. He's not a guy, he's a God, but we know a God who has millions of dollars. So we're not, that didn't scare us. The whole money thing doesn't scare us anymore. But there's a lot of churches that are dying in our, in our community. There's a lot of buildings out there that nothing's happening to them. And Diana, we pass by Bear every, every, every week, and she's like, now the Bear Furniture Store, Wes, pray for that. She's like, that would be a great church location. That's disgusting that we're praying for furniture stores to close down, but that's just where we're at, you know what I'm saying? We'll do anything, one of our core values, will do anything to reach people. <laughs> like, that would be, she's like, that would be a good church location. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And then I'm like, and I'm like, and so this is the first, next thing I'm like, well, they're building that big old city furniture. That thing is massive. Maybe that, comp- maybe God's working something out for us. Maybe, maybe what God spoke is, maybe what God spoke through Diana is going to come into existence. I don't know. I don't know, Joel. Um, <clears throat> so we're not going to miss, we don't want to miss anything that God has for us. We want to, we want to get ready. So we believe that God's going to give us a, a third experience. Now, I don't know if that's a Saturday night here. I don't know if that's us going to Chris and saying, hey, Chris, he's out of town right now. This is what he gets for being gone. I don't know if it's going to Chris, the YMCA, and say, hey, God wants us to open up another, another, another hour, so it's Saturday nights. Or I don't know if we're going to go to hour and five-minute services and go, you know, 8, 9, 30, 10, 30. I don't know what we're going to do, but I just know God said to us, hey, 400 people, it's going to get tight. It's going to get uncomfortable like it is today, and we're just going to need to open up a, a, another space. Because here's what we know. I'm going to invite the band to come back up. Here's what God did tell me. I don't know the numbers. Numbers really aren't that important to me. They matter to God. You may say, oh, this is a numbers church. If you're risen for the first time, we are a numbers church. Because here's what we believe. That every number has a name. Every name has a story. And every story matters to God. So we are. And when we get, the Bible says, when the the day of Pentecost happened, 3,000 people were added to the church that day. God counted, so we're just going to count too. Because when you count, every number is attached to a name. So what God did tell me was this, is that, Wes, you guys haven't helped enough people. That's why we're going to go to, we haven't, you guys haven't helped enough people. You haven't, there hasn't been enough people saved in, in Winter Garden. I, when I first started the church, I, I, I had a dream that there would be more people in church than there were at Walmart on Sunday morning. That was my dream. And I'm like, and Walmart is busy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I want all the Walmart people to come to our church at the same time. No, I'm just kidding. We love all people at all times and all places even the Walmart people? Hey, I digressed. Here's the point. I, don't, I want us to get ready for where we're going. We've seen marriages put back together, but God's like, you haven't seen enough of them put back together because 50% of them don't make it. So get to work. Get to work. We've seen people 
chains fall off of them in this, on this rubber mat that cost $3,000. I'd buy it all over again to see more souls, more lives changed. I would, I've, we've set this place up 156 times. I would set it up that many more times for all the lives that have been changed. But I know this, God's got more for us.